What's up, guys? Welcome to the 1% Club. If you guys want access to all my MMA plays, join the Discord by clicking the link below. What is up, guys? James Krause back again with the 1% Club podcast. As you can see, we're not in my super cool studio. Uh, I'm in Las Vegas cornering David Onama and Carl Roberson. Just got my haircut at the Garrison Las Vegas. Great barbershop. If you guys are in town, best spot in the, on the planet to get your haircut. But you don't have enough time, so introduce my man Shay. Uh, one of the one of my gambling mentors, probably the uh, most successful MMA gambler on the planet. We're here. We're going to break through this main card, try to give you guys uh, a couple of picks that we both like, and then uh, talk through each one of these and, and uh, break them down. So uh, we'll start with the main card. Uh, first one's going to be Michael Johnson, Jamie Malarkey. Jay, kick us off. Um, well, it's a tough one for me, to be honest. Um, I... I know you like malarkey, so um, you know I'm gonna tell you a little bit. Um, I also kind of like the, the fight to go the distance. You know, I think there's some value over there. Um, I think if there is a finish, it'll probably probably early if it's on the Johnson side, probably yeah. late on the malarkey side. But at like plus 180, 185 range, I think there's some value on the fight to go the distance as well. I you know I don't I don't know if I'm if I'm on malarkey or not. Both these guys are super talented. Uh, I, I like Malarkey. He's young. He's durable. He's in your face. Uh, he's got a lot of volume. But Michael Johnson has some of the fastest hand speed in that division, and he hits like a truck. So, uh, you know, I, I'm kind of – I'm a little torn on this on the over-under. Uh, I, I know you like the fight to go the distance. Man, if I had a gun to my head, I don't know. I, I may disagree with you on that one. And that's, that's just because I, I think that if, if you think Malarkey is going to go the distance – I'm sorry. If you think Malarkey is going to win, I could see the go to distance. I think I think MJ needs to get him out of there to to win though. And and man, as I as I'm vocalizing this, I just remember watching his last fight, and he looked incredible. Man, he looked so much improved after that time off. So that's what scares me about this 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 whole thing is is Michael Johnson took some time off, and he looked incredible on his uh, on his return. So that's this is a really tough one. There's a lot of unanswered questions on the Michael Johnson side. That I think uh, I think this fight will answer those. So uh, by the way, by the way, gun to my head, I would agree with you as well. But I'm just looking for the value. I think it's close to 50-50, plus 185. I just can't pass up that value. I'm going to be with yeah. It. Just just for the people at home, it's sometimes it's not always about who you think what you think is going to happen. It's about where the value lies as well. So uh, gun to my head, I would go the under on this because I think both can finish the other. But there's a lot of value. There is some value on the on the fight to go the distance, and you know both of these guys have shown that they can go the distance, and they're both pretty durable. So I don't think uh, from a value standpoint, I think the to go the distance is there. Uh, gun to my head, I would pick the under them. So, uh, moving on to the Cavillo, uh, Nina Nunes. I like this fight for me. This would be my dog play of the week. I like, I like Nina Nunes a lot here. I think the takedown defense is good, I think her striking is better. Uh, Cavillo may make things interesting a little bit, but she has not had a ton of success lately. She's been on a little skid, and I think Nina Nunes is only getting better. And her losses come from some of the best in that division. So, I think there's a little bit of a if you're looking at this on, on topology or sure dog, 
I think it can be a little uh, misconstrued. You know, I, I do think that there's a little bit of disrespect on, on the Nunez line here. And uh, I do believe the value, I do believe the value is on Nunez right now. I think this fight should be probably closer to a pickup, maybe even Nunez a, a slight, a slight favorite. So uh, for me, the value is on Nunez. And once again, it's not always about who you think is going to win. It's about what you think the value is. I think Nunez has a, has a good shot to win this fight. And I think there's value on it at this plus money. Couldn't agree with you more. Um, what it comes down to for me, I mean, if you think Nuna Nunez is going to be able to stop the takedowns, I think she should be she should be the favorite over here. Calvillo yeah. has, you know, she has she hasn't been the same lately, for being honest. And Nina Nina's got some real hands. She has some real hands. She can hurt Calvillo. I think she wins the striking for sure. If she can stay stay off some of those takedowns, keep Calvillo off of her, I think it'll be a long night for Calvillo. I agree with you. There. I agree. Do you, do you have the lines in front of you? Um, yeah. So, to, so what's the fight, over, what's the over under on this one? The over under. I didn't check that. Let me pull it up right now. No worries. Like if, if, if I feel pretty good about this, like if, the, if there's a stoppage, I do think it's going to come on the Nunez side, but I got to be honest. I think this fight's going to go the distance eight times out of 10. You know, Cavillo, Cavillo's path to victory is going to be to wrestle. And uh, Nunez path to victory is going to keep the fight standing. And she doesn't have a ton of finishing power. So, Neither one of these ladies are notorious finishers. Uh, I'm not saying it can't happen. It does happen sometimes. But if I had to – I feel pretty safe with my pick here on the over and the fight to go the distance. Just my opinion. I like that one. To go the distance is sitting around minus 190 now. And since I think there's value there. I agree with you. That's a good fight. I didn't even look at that. And since I feel like – since I feel like Nunez is going to be outstriking her, Calvillo is tough, though. you got to give her that. Yep. I think she'll survive. We're probably looking at a – at a distance, and if Nina can stave off the takedowns, Nina probably wins a decision. 100%. Completely agree. Uh, next fight, Vandera versus uh, Jared Vandera versus Chase Sherman. This fight is uh, it's, it's kind of interesting to me because I feel like uh, Chase Sherman hasn't really shown an ability to stop the takedown. And for me, like that's the X factor in this fight. And uh, I, I do think things could be a little interesting in the striking because Sherman is super durable. Uh, he's got a great, he's got a great chin, but he just historically hasn't shown the ability to be able to, to, to not just stop the takedown, but keep up with a, with any type of uh, decent pace. Bandera has shown in the past that he can keep a pretty high pace. He's also durable and he's going to mix in the takedowns. And I think that's, that's going to be the big key here uh, at minus 200. I like Bandera a lot. He's got some, he's got some decent wins. Sherman has been on a, on a, on a bad skid. He's been fighting some hammers, though, you know, and this is this is a much more uh, evenly contested uh, matchup for him rather than Romanoff, you know, the, that minus 2,000 or whatever it was. I think he was the, the largest betting dog in UFC history his last fight. So uh, I just think stylistically that Bandera is going to give him some problems with the takedown. I... I like Vendera a lot, and to be honest, I think there's some value. There's some of these, like, inside the distance, or even, like, submission odds are, like, plus 650. I really think the takedown defense is going to be a problem, and Vendera really has some good jiu-jitsu. He does. I, I can does. see him stopping him. I can see him, I can see him finishing him on the ground. Yeah, I, I just, for me, when I look at, like, when I look at path to victory here, I just, it's hard for me to see how Chase Sherman wins this fight, like, because to me, his path to victory is, I think he has to finish Vandera to win this fight. And Vandera is not an easy guy to get out of there, you know. And, and I think Vandera can win this fight by decision. I think he can win this fight by, by maybe not knockout. But, I, you know, I can see like a, like a TKO from volume stoppage. 
Uh, and, and I think he can win by submission as well. So I think the path to victory is just much more clear for Vandera. It's really difficult for Sherman. That's not to say that he can't win. It's just I, it's really difficult for me to see a clear-cut path to victory for, uh, for Chase Sherman here. If he does, I think he's going to have to stuff the takedowns, which he's had notorious trouble in the past with. And I think he's going to have to knock out Jared Vandera, which also has been not an easy task to do. So for me, the path to victory, which is something that you've really focused on with helping me become a better gambler, would be it's sometimes when you look at this, it's like, oh, this fight is really good. And then when you start breaking down path to victory, it, it, it becomes a little bit more simple. This is a great example of that. And Vandera is one of my better plays of the week. So I don't know I, how you feel about that, but I like Vandera a lot. Here. I love Vandera. Um, now, I would say if you ask me about Chase Sherman's path to victory, it's one path that kind of splits into two. His path is stop the takedowns. Once he keeps it standing, maybe he gets a finish. Maybe he wins a decision if it's standing. But he's got to stop the takedowns, and I don't think he can. Yeah, yeah, that's it's it's just a tough stylistic matchup for him. Even though I think they're I think they're evenly skilled, I think stylistically it's a tough matchup for him. Uh, moving on, Douglas Silva de Andraj versus uh, Saeed Nurma Gamedov. I cannot believe that I got both of those names correctly the first time. I slowed it down just for everybody, but I got it. Uh, listen, man, uh, Silva de Andraj has played spoiler a few times here. And he's super strong, hits really hard, always comes in shape. And I, I do believe yeah, yeah. he's a, a, he is a, a formidable opponent here. All that being said, I am really big on Saeed uh, Nurmagomedov. Showed great jujitsu finish. It made me look stupid because last time he fought Cody Stamen, I thought for sure that fight was going to go the distance. Cody's extremely tough, and Saeed got him out of there early. So uh, he's got incredible striking, incredible wrestling, and jujitsu. Once again, we talk about path to victory. The only way uh, Andraj wins this fight, in my opinion, is if Saeed gets tired and he gets finished, which is, if, if you remember, Andraj's last victory was against more, uh, Mozarov or Mozarov or whatever the, the Russian dude just fought a couple weeks ago. And that is exactly what happened is he got tired. Andraj took over, ended up winning. I just don't see that happening here with Saeed, man. He's, he's, he's so well-rounded. He's one of the elites in the division. I think this is just another stepping stone for him to work up the ladder into the top 10. Absolutely. I mean, it's rare that we say this about a line that's sitting at over minus 300, but I'm still surprised at that line. I mean, Thanks. you know, I think say I thought Saeed would have been like the 450 range, something like that. I mean, he's just, there's a real, there's a real, I know you say, you know, he has played spoiler before DeAndraj, but yeah, it's not going to, I don't, I can't see it being, being tomorrow night. It's, it's Nurmagomedov to me and the distance, this was sitting about plus 150 range. I think we're probably going to see a Saeed decision. Yeah, I like that play a lot. I like that play a lot. And, uh, and what's the line on that? Do you know? The distance is plus 150 range. The fight to you go can get plus money on, on, on the fight to go the distance. That's – I think I think you got to sprinkle that, you know. And, and, and that's not to say that uh, Saeed is not going to finish because I could see him finishing for sure, but there's just so much value there at plus money. I mean, it, it's, it, it makes sense. It makes a ton of sense. I like, uh, I like Saeed here. People may call me crazy, but I still think there's value on this guy at the current line. I think sitting at minus 360, I still think there's – actually, I think there's a decent amount of value. Like, I don't – I got him at under – I think I got him at, like, minus 295 or something like that. And I still think – I agree with you. If I were to put a line on this in my head, I would have said 425, 450. So I think there's a boatload of value still on this guy at 360. I was a little late to the party. I played him at 335. I, I still think there's a ton of value there. I really do. I really do. Uh, moving on, Kyle Barallo versus Armin Petrosian. 
this is just this could not be more of a clash of styles. Uh, Armin, obviously coming from a, a highly credentialed kickboxing background, fun fight, uh, fun fighter to watch, fan favorite. His fight with Gregory Rodriguez, I was a huge fan of. Just incredible uh, striking matchup there. Cal Barallo knew his jujitsu is just uh, phenomenal though, and uh, it's really difficult for me to see a scenario where this fight doesn't hit the ground at some point. And if this fight does hit the ground, I think Baralo is, is just going to take over and, and cut through Petrosian. However, we have not seen Petrosian really on the ground much. I'm just assuming because he's so good at kickboxing that he's probably not as good on the ground, you know? Typically when you get the specialist. We have seen him on the ground a little bit in the Rodriguez fight, and he actually looked surprisingly good. He was, you know... I, I think he does a good job stalling. Right, like he's yeah. not actively. He's, 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 he does a good job of not getting stuff done. Right. You know, I don't think he's. I don't think he's active. I don't think he's offensive. He's. I think he's sound defensively. Right, like he's not a good wrestler, but he's a good anti-wrestler. I think it's the same thing with jujitsu. Which, well, if we're being honest, going up against a guy with jujitsu like this, who has jujitsu in spades, that's all he he needs is to be an anti. You know, hundred percent. So I, I just I find it hard. It's, it's hard for me to envision a scenario where this fight does not hit the ground. And I think if it hits the ground, Barallo is going to cut through. Uh, this, I, don't, I don't know if there's anything that could happen in this fight that would shock me. Though. I, I, I just don't. You know what I mean? Like, if you said Barallo won by knockout, I'd be, I'd be like, eh, not likely, but I could see it, you know? Maybe, maybe not a sub on the Armin side, but I could see this fight going the distance. I could see it ending in 30 seconds. I could see a submission from Barallo. I could see a knockout from Armin. There's a lot of different paths to victory here. And uh, a gun to my head, if you guys are saying, hey, James, what's the play? I would say Barallo inside the distance would be my play. I mean, to be honest, um, I really like Barallo early on the week. Unfortunately for me, uh, some other sharps liked him as well. And this line just steamed that away, you know. So at the, you know, 180, 190 range, that would have been a big position for me. It's now sitting at 240, 250. I just, I'm having a tough time playing it. Yeah, that's Petrosian uh, does have some real striking. Yeah. He can hurt him like this. And if he survives on the ground, which is possible, you know, he can win this fight. So I'm 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 going to stay with for me it's a pass at this current number. Yeah, I it, once again, like I feel like I'll, I'll end on this. I, it's a pass for me as well, but some of you guys like to play just to play. And if we're playing just to play and you say, James, you gotta play this gun to your head, what's the play here? Rallo inside the distance would be the play that I go with to get the, the best value, uh, in my opinion. So moving on to main event, RDA, Rafael Desenos versus Rafael Faziv. Uh, I got to be completely honest with you. I am high on Faziv. I think Faziv is incredible. Uh, I've, I've done some searching and some asking. You know, you and I both kind of do this. We ask around in the industry, like, hey, what's this guy like? You know, give me his takedown defense rating. What's his cardio rating? I'm hearing nothing but great things about this guy. All that being said, I am just shocked at this line of, of the disrespect of RDA. If you look at his last four losses, they are 170 to begin with. And they come from a guy named Michael Chiesa, Leon Edwards, Colby Covington, and Colby uh, and uh, Kamar Usman. I mean, that's the, that is the elite at the welterweight division. I can't believe he's being disrespected here. Uh, all that being said, if you said, hey, Fazib knocks him out in the first round, would not shock me. But I do feel like the line is not correct here. And I think there's a ton of value on RDA as a dog. And I think there's even more value on RDA by decision. Before I get to the side, I mean, I went, I've been watching film on this fight all week long. Before I get to the side, I definitely love the fight to go the distance. They go four and a half. 
Um, RDA is RDA has been in a lot of wars against some of the toughest competition out there. He has gotten stopped. He's gotten knocked out like once in the last 15 years. He's tough. Very. And I don't see RDA finishing Fazeev. So pretty much the only the only way I see this fight ending inside the distance is if Fazeev can knock him out. But if you look just at the prop, that's like plus 250 Fazeev via KO. So if I'm taking away that, if I'm making Fazeev via KO, the only way, the only way this fight doesn't go the distance, I got to play that minus 140 for the fight to go over four and a half rounds. That's number one. As far as the actual side, when I look at, when I look at fights where there is a skill gap, and I do believe there is a skill gap here. I do believe Fazeev is the younger, more talented fighter. When I look at fights like that, the fighter with lesser overall skills needs to have an X factor. He needs to have a path. He needs to have one area where he is better than his opponent. So for example, um, the way I look at it, I look at it like chess. If you have a 2,200 player and he's playing a 1,600 player, he's going to win 98% of the games or something like that because they're playing the same game. If you're playing someone that's better than you, it cannot be a chess game. You got to play something else. Now, RDA does have that with a grappling. However, Fazeev, I mean, we dug around, you've dug around. Fazeev's take down the bats, especially in the gym. They say he's got a six sprawl. He's Good. Tough, tough to take down. What really worries me, I, I would, would have played RDA at this line straight up simply because of that X factor, the wrestling. The problem for me is when I look at this fight is that RDA is almost too technically sound. He is so vanilla. You cannot be vanilla against someone like Fazeev. You can, he's Call him AB. AB, ABC, jab, cross, leg kick, takedown attack. He's like, you know where he is. He's in your face. He goes, he goes through his progressions. And for, for someone like Fazeev with those kicks and yep. those angles, like, I find it hard to believe that he's not going to hurt him. With that said. There's two things. Go ahead. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. Well, with that said, I'm going to probably actually play play a little bit of Fazeev straight up. And I'm going to hedge with the RDA decision. I just don't RDA see how RDA decision. gets him out of there. Yep. And the RDA decision is like plus 400. <clears throat> money line is like minus 210. I think there's plenty of room to find the middle for some nice value. Unless you tell me RDA subs him, I don't see that. Uh, you know, I don't see it's that. Possible that that's the one thing that that's the one thing that scares me a little bit. And I'll, I'll say I'll say two things. Try, one, I agree with you. One, if you look at the comparables, right? Like I'm a real estate guy, so anytime you're looking at a property, you always pull up a comp, a comparable, right? The comparable, the most the most comparable guy we have with Fazeev right now is Paul Felder. And if now if you look at that on paper, RDA won a split decision. That fight was not a split decision. Like that was a RDA won four or five of the rounds. Like I think Felder even said like he beat me every round or something. Like he, he clearly dominated that fight. Now we're also talking about a guy in physique that's much more athletic, faster, stronger than Felder. You know, that's, it's, it's just, is where he's younger, better, faster, stronger. I, maybe not better, but he's definitely, his striking is, is technically sound. He gets harder. He's faster, all that. So for me, we just talked about this gun to my head. I, I don't, I don't even think RDA is going to go for the subs in fear of the scramble, right? So I could see a scenario where RDA puts him on the fence, takes him down, 
over time. So for me, if you're saying, James, what is the play here? Gun to your head. I'm going uh, Fazeev straight up, and then I'm going to hedge exactly what you said, RDA by decision. I think that's the only play here. The only thing that scares me is an RDA sub. I just don't see it. And, I mean. Possible, yes. Unlikely, though. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think we're on the same page. You did bring up Paul Felder. The one, what is the one difference between Fazeev and Felder? The one difference and the biggest difference is kicks. Which is going to, which I think is going to be a real problem for RDA in this fight. You cannot, he'll kick the body, he'll touch. That's what he uses. You know, he gets in his groove with his kicks. It's people look at his hands. He's going to kick the legs, kick the body, head kicks. And RDA is just so vanilla. Like, I feel like he's going to, I feel like round two, round three, I feel like he's going to find him. Well, lastly, lastly, the, the biggest thing that I've been getting with, with Fazeev is everybody thinks he's going to fade. And they're, they're referencing the Bobby Green fight because he got really tired in the Bobby Green fight. The problem with Bobby Green is Bobby Green is going to make you miss. He makes you miss, and he's going to hit you more than anybody. And if you're, if it's like four times the energy to, hit, to swing and miss than it is to swing and connect. Also, getting hit takes zaps you as well. And Green is going to find you, man. He throws these off-rhythm stuff. I've, I've fought him before. He throws these off-rhythm things. He's extremely difficult to hit clean, extremely difficult to hit clean. Um, I think that I think that cardio issue was a one-off. I don't think it's going to be a factor again. Uh, any other fight, if you take if you take that fight out of it, I don't think anybody is referencing his cardio at all. He's always shown an ability to 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 hang around and be be tough in those in those later rounds. Even though most of his fights are my stoppage early on, just go back and do some research. Though. You'll find that cardio has never been an issue other than that one Bobby Green fight. I don't think it's going to be a factor here. To me, the plays Fazeev straight up RDA hedge with RDA by decision. I think we both agree with that. Um, is it possible he pulls a sub? Definitely possible. I do think it's unlikely. Um, I, I don't know if I agree with you about the cardio completely. Fazeev has never been in a five-round fight, and he's never fought RDA. I feel like if RDA survives the first, say, three, three-and-a-half rounds, I think he'll probably lose them. But if he survives, he is going uh, – I think Fazeev's going to be tired, and he's going to be held up against the fence, taken down. Maybe he gets back up. I think RDA wins the later rounds which is why we are hedging with RDAV decision. I think he'll be tired. I don't think he's going to be completely – there's tired. Yes. And there's – Yeah, I'm not talking about tired. I'm talking about exact, fast. Exactly. Yeah, I'm talking about, like, exactly. done like he was with Bobby, like with Bobby Green. He, if there was one more round, Green would have finished Bobby. Exactly. So, anyway, great card. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of uh, exciting fights here. I think this is a sleeper card, and there's a lot of plays. If you're in the Discord group, there's a, we're going to have a decent amount of plays in this. So, and uh, we didn't talk before this either. So it's pretty cool to see that we're on the, we're on the same page with the majority of these plays. What we'll do is we will get off of, of this. We'll organize all of our plays. We post in the discord and then we make some money. So Jay, so thanks for coming him, on, man. You want, would, you, want you want to give him a play of the week or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go. Let's go for it. Let's go for it. You said, let's do, let's do two each, uh, a dog of the week and a, and a play of the week. Go ahead. You go first. All right. So my, uh, Play of the week is going to be Ricky Tercios. Um, too much pressure, too much volume. He's going to push the pace. I, I, I think he's going to run through Zahabi. I think there's too much stock placed in Zahabi due to his last performance. I'm really high in Tercios. The line has moved some. I still don't think it's moved nearly high enough. I think Tercios gets an easy W. As far as a dog, um, I'm going to go with Kakramanov. I think I don't think he should. I don't think he should. Now, did I mispronounce his name? I apologize if I did. But um, I think there's a real value over there. I think there's a real value Great. in Kakramanov. Small dog, but I 
but I think he gets it done. That that I think people are sleeping on that kid. He's really, really good. I'm a huge Ronnie Lawrence fan. To me, that should be closer to uh, a pick and fight uh, and maybe even a slight favorite on the Kakramano side. side yeah, honestly, so. when I was when I was watching when I was watching when I was just looking at the fight right off, I'm like, yeah, I'm a big Ronnie Lawrence fan. All right, this will probably be a Lawrence a Lawrence play. Let me watch the yeah. film and can, can you know convince Same. myself that this is Lawrence. I watched the film like, what the hell? Hell no. Yeah. Who is this kid? Yeah. Uh, for me, I'm gonna go. My play of the week's gonna be Jared uh, Vandera. I think uh, at minus 200 against a guy that like Sherman just hasn't shown an ability to to put enough offense together to 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 win. You know what I mean? Like, and uh, he's coming off a big skid. Yeah, I think I think this is Vandera's fight to win or lose. And and at, at the at the line, I, I just I like it a lot. I love your tertios play as well. Um, the dog of the week. I feel I'm standing on this one, man. I feel really good about this one, and that's uh, Nina Nunez. I think I think she's she's fought some elites in that division. She's lost to some really good girls in that division. Uh, Cabello's been on a little a little skid lately, and uh, I just I think I think Nina's gonna stop the takedowns. I think if she can stop the takedowns, she's gonna be in business, and I and I think she's going to. Love it, love that play, man. Yeah, yeah. I think I think we have some really good stuff for the Discord. If you guys aren't in it, we'll definitely uh, give a a free play of the week. Obviously, you just got you just got two. We'll give one in the in the group, but. We're going to have probably 10 to 20 positions on this card. We typically do every single card. So make sure you guys are in there. And if you guys are in the elite group, the 1% club, you also get some LFA. Shay's like 26 and 2 on MLB right now in the last few days, just crushing it. So we've got a great group, guys. Uh, check out the link. We'll have the link in the bio for you guys to join the group. You get the free play, you get the VIP, or you can get the 1%. All good stuff, guys. We're making money in there. Make sure you guys uh, stick around, subscribe, like, comment, link in bio to join the group. Let's go. Cash check. Take it easy.